With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This fan base is amazing. The city of Cincinnati is amazing, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Desmond fakes a handoff run to the right. He's got all sorts of room to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Listeners, new and old, welcome back to your favorite Bearcats podcast, Diva La Cats, proudly presented by the Big 12's premier podcasting group, the 1012 Network. I am your host, Justin Hiles, joined here by my friend Steve Maurer, and we are here to bring you the very best of the Bearcats in our standard weekly previews, which are every once in a while through the offseason, and we will get more uh, back on track with our regular schedule once August, September comes around. So, Be on the lookout for that. But until then, we are bringing you our summer coverage. We can call it summer, I guess. It's uh, May. It's like 85 degrees here in Nashville. I can only assume it's probably like 100 where you are, Steve, Uh, (laughs) out in the desert. But it it is uh, currently, I'm checking my watch, 97 degrees. That is saying it's going to rain, but uh, it has (laughs) not rained uh, since March. Close enough. Close enough to 100 degrees and or miserable. but, it's not miserable. It's a dry heat, baby. That's fair. That's fair. Shout out it's... to my guy, Garrett in Queen Creek from the uh, Give Him Hell, Bring Him podcast. Go listen to him. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to the uh, 85, 80 degree weather and 100% humidity that felt like walking death yesterday. With all that said and out of the way, you guys aren't here to listen to us. Yabber, you're here to listen to us talk about other things and yabber about the Bearcats. And with that smooth transition... We unloaded the clip, like literally everything in the chamber. It's gone. It's gone. Like anything that you could have possibly wanted to know throughout the entirety of like basically May, June, July, August, minus some starting lineups and one transfer portal spot yet to be filled. I don't know what else is left. You guys are going to have to really ride the high this week and let it all fall off. Um, We took a couple weeks off and everything happened literally while I was on vacation over the past like five, six days. So we're back now. But um, Steve, why don't you just lightly, there's like four big hits. Give me your like ranking of those. And we'll, we'll, that's how we'll outline today's pod. So number one, I'm going to go with, Jordan, uh, Nike, Jordan, uh, third party, whatever you want to call it. We're wearing the damn logos. Okay. That's all that really matters to me. So that's number one on my list. Um, number two, the portal, the portal is a hopping and there is some interesting news that has happened between our last episode 
and this recording right now. And there could be some more interesting news after we record. So by the time we have our next episode, we might have more to talk about in the portal. Especially with the way this week has been. (laughs) Right. Number three, Justin, I'm going to go with Cincy Light, the brand new collaboration beer from Cincy Reigns and Ryan Geist. Uh, Two of my favorite companies in the entire city, Cincinnati, if I do say so myself. So glad they were thinking of me when they made that partnership. (laughs) Uh, And number four, last but certainly not least, renderings for the indoor practice facility finally released. Finally get to see what that looks like. And it's beautiful. I can't wait to talk about it. UC Architecture, Dunn did it again. But that is my ranking. Fine. Um, To follow that up, if I were going to do a quick rank, Jordan, Nike deal has to be number one. If it was anything but, uh, that's by far the biggest news since like the college football playoff. Well, maybe since Luke Fickle leaving. But uh, other than that, that's some pretty damn big news because this is something we've been waiting on for years and it's finally happened. Literally since the they left, we've been saying, okay, yes. we want them back. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally since they left. Um, Number two, I'm going to go Cincy Light. I think it has a lot of later implications not even later but i think it's going to happen fast um and i honestly like it's it's perfect it is it is the perfect combination of so many great things around the city and like to finally have a way to sponsor the athletic department with a liquor issue is so american it's so american and it's perfect we love that um I'm going to go transfer portal after that. Of course, there's been a lot of moving things there and indoor practice facility. You are very special, but until you break ground, uh, you know, well, well, they've broken ground, but you're right. Yes. It's until we see structure. Yeah. Once we see structure, then, then, then it'll feel like things are happening, but at least we got that. So it's pretty cool. With all that said, why not just jump into it? Jordan Nike off. It's, it's finally off our shoulders. The weight has been relieved. We can just relax now, know that all this sweet apparel is coming. We're going to have hopefully some cool uniforms. They might be fairly templated out the gate. I'm going to set that precedent and expectation that they will be very templated. And that's what I'm, I'm hoping for. So then I can be more excited. Can I already kill your, (laughs) uh, can I already up your optimism? Yes. Um, Up my optimism. Uh, and I'll, I'll let you get back to it. But uh, according to our <laughs> friend Go Beer Cats from the caravan tonight, Wes Miller has said that they designed the jerseys themselves. So already off to a promising start. But please continue, Justin. I have also designed a templated jersey on Nike.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it will be cool. I'm hoping that they do something special. And I really would hate to see a template, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. And with the kind of deal that we've got struck right now, it makes sense. For those of you who don't know, uh, the partnership is through BSN Sports. I think the word's out on that. It's been made pretty clear. UCF fans have been chipping and chiming about that, but I think it's really funny because UCF fucking sucks. Anyways, the deal is really beneficial for the university because it's two years for us to essentially test it out, figure it out, see what's working, see what's not. It gives Nike and Jordan more time to essentially pull this deal together and the same from our end. I think part of the, I I wouldn't say part of the issue as to why it hasn't happened specifically with Jordan and Nike in a contract and not a third party like it is honestly just comes down to 
figuring out the details. I, I feel like if anybody's ever, you know, dealt with a house or dealt with any kind of auction or anything like that, where like, you're going to have bids, you're going to have things, or even salary looking for a new job. Like it's, I think it's a similar thing like that. Like, I feel like it personally might come down to a certain amount of money in a deal or logistics or length of contract. These kind of things happen all the time. And personally, that's the way that I'd see it. And that's why the deal's not done, considering it has been talked about since pretty much the college football playoff run. I feel like that's when this first started getting some juice, but I don't know. It's it's speculation on our, on our end. I think Jay Will probably knows the best because, you know, he got the record release. But personally, I think that would make the most sense. And it's good because, like I said, we get to we get to try it out. It benefits Nike and Jordan more viewership for their brand. And it benefits us because we finally get what we want and we get to get out of the UA deal clean cut. And we're probably, I would assume, paying for this deal with the buyout. So. See, I was that was my first point I was going to bring up, Justin. I'm I'm fairly confident that's what we're doing. I've not been told that, but what I can tell you, Stevie sources coming in here, um, the this deal was begun to talk about in about fall of 2021. So to me, it is a little bit weird that we haven't figured anything out yet. But um, like a lot of other businesses right now, and uh, like a certain uh, West coast conference that is still trying to figure out what channel will air its, uh, sporting events. Um, there, obviously there's a lot of layoffs in the market right now. And a lot of just business guy things that are not very interesting to the listeners of this podcast. So there is like something that kind of stinks about, you know, not being able to see the tweet from like the Nike account today, you know, but, um, Justin, I, I saw someone in one of my numerous group chats say, if they just didn't announce the BSN and I'm sure BSN like asked them, Hey, can you just announce us to give us a little pub? But um, if they didn't even like tweet out the BSN link, like would anybody be upset? And if they just tweeted right. like the, like the graphics I tweeted, like if they just tweeted those <laughs> graphics, would anyone be upset? And they're like, right. no, but uh, someone would find it. And you know, the Xavier and UCF fans who are being very similar nowadays, Justin, I don't know if you've felt that too, but the, the trash talk is kind of sounding the same from both of them. So, um, uh, and, you know, I, I think, you know, we can just, it, it's all about the logos, man. Like nothing else really matters. It's just about wearing the damn swoosh or the <laughs> on your Jersey. That's really it. And as long as the players get the shoes, then I think that's really all that matters. And, you know, and obviously people will make fun of us. I don't really care. I was, I was responding back to UCF people today. Um, I'm clearly unbothered by it. Not bothered <laughs> at all that I sent out three tweets about it. Not, not at all. Um, it's just, it, it is what it is. Um, apparently uh, our guy, Eric Lilly said this in our group chat, Justin, uh, Cal signed a similar deal with BSN. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am kind of wondering if this is more of the, more going to be the norm for the not like top 10 biggest brands in college athletics, uh, where they just use a third-party supplier like this rather than just get contracts through like Adidas, Nike, UA, just because UA is already pulling out of deals. And I'm sure like Adidas and Nike just aren't seeing the return that Mm -hmm. they want from all of the schools, you know? So it's, and you know, it's, it's templated, whatever, but you know, I, it's just what they're going to do. And I think all that really matters 
to Joe public or uh, 2024 recruits is the logo on the chest that they'll be wearing. Yep. I'm going to quote a, it's, it's, it all connects, but I'm going to quote an old commercial. 1989 Spike Lee. It's a Spike Lee joint. It's got to be the shoes. If anybody hasn't seen that, check it out. But like, it really is like at the end of the day, like the way the way Nike's branded, the way Jordan's branded, like it really is all about that swoosh. It's all about that Jumpman logo. And like, you know, coming from coming from a design background, it's one of those things where and working for a company that is not one of those. It's one of those things that like you see it as like, oh, like, all right, I can design any shoe every day at work and I can put it out and it'll, it'll do how it does. But if you put a swoosh on that, if you put a jump man logo on that, but more so if you put a swoosh on that, it pulls the design together. Like it's, it's one of those things that like nobody wants to admit, but the swoosh is just such a culturally relevant logo in such a, from, from pop, from a pop culture stamp, pop, pop culture, from a pop culture standpoint, from a standpoint of just clean design, wearability, simplicity. From a fashion standpoint. Readability, too. fashion, like all of these angles, like it, the swoosh at the end of the day, love it or hate it, it is iconic. And that is exactly what we want in Cincinnati. We want to be a part of that again because we were. And our most iconic era happened to be at the same time as all of that. So it, it's it's the perfect meld all of that history comes back and it, I think that's why we find it so important and why this news is so great at the end of the day, because, you know, it's nothing against Under Armour. You know, we all have our qualms. I love, I have a love hate relationship with Under Armour. Um, I wouldn't, it's, it's more of a, you know, Hey, Hey, get, yeah, get out of here. Kind of, kind of thing. But like at the end of the day, you know, Under Armour, Adidas, Puma, New Balance, all these other ones, they could put out great product. It ain't the swoosh. Like it's it's it sucks to say, but it just isn't. And and that is what is so special culturally about this and why it's great to be a part of that brand that is naturally represented, nationally represented, and is a very American brand too. Um, I, I've talked way too much on all that branding talk, but um the one other thing that I wanted to mention is when you're looking how this whole deal materializes. I think long-term, I wanted to talk about this. Um, you kind of mentioned this question as well. As to whether or not you care if this is a direct deal with Nike or the fact that it's you know with BSN. Um, but long-term, 25, 26, once this deal's up, do you think that this warm-up is going to be enough of a done deal to just say, Nike, Jordan, it's it. Like, that is what it is. It's going to be that going forward. Or... Do you think some other, you know, dark horse runs up that list and finds their way to being the apparel supplier for the Bearcats after this two-year period? Um, I again, if it's just if it is still Nike and Jordan, I think that's probably the most like thing that everybody wants to happen, and I think people want UC to just remain Nike Jordan uh, for eternity and. Uh, if I never have to go through one of these contract things again, I'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be good with it. Um, it. 
and if like they stay with BSN and just like, okay, like it's not fully what we want, but we're getting this gear at a discount. Our fans still, still like it, still buy it, you know, then that is what it is. I, I still think that there could be more people pulling away from the market uh, of being uh, official providers of things because it's, uh, unless it's like fanatics or something, you know, right. like, like fanatics, they just got in the NHL game that to me, it's just, I don't think that there's going to be another company unless Puma comes out and says, okay, we're going to roll it out. Like they, and they, they unloaded their clip on basketball too. If you don't, yeah. if you guys don't remember that Puma did a lot for basketball, yeah, like right at 2020, it was the worst timing possible and yeah. it just fell flat. Same with yeah. Converse. Again, they made their push, and it right timing sucks. But no, it's not impossible to see another uh, provider. Like uh, I'm Justin. We're both uh, soccer fans, especially like European soccer. There's a bunch of different providers for like European soccer teams. Like there's probably I could probably name you like ten companies that create like kits just for those clubs. You know, yeah. Like, and it's also theoretically possible that we just stick with BSN or stick with a provider that just allows us to wear the logo. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be Jordan and Nike just because of the brand and the fan connection that they have with right. it. And I also don't think that, you know, Under Armour is going to Under Armour or Adidas are going to come rolling up with like a hundred million dollar offer. Yeah. It, it would just have to be an insane offer for us to move away from it. So, and the only know, way you get that is national championship. So, Hey, there's a goal for you, you see. Yeah. If you wanna, if you want the carrot, if you if you want some more money, you know, just win a national title. That's all yeah. we're asking. It's really not that big of an ask if you if you ask me. Um, but yeah, we've talked enough about this. Um, it's it's just an exciting day, man. And I I, I just don't like when other fan bases just have to just come shit on our parade when we're enjoying the one thing that we've been looking forward to for about. 18 years now. I just like to say that for all the fan bases that are shitting on it. One hasn't sniffed a college football playoff. The other hasn't sniffed a college football playoff. The other doesn't have a football team. And the other one has never touched a final four or a national championship. So up yours, Xavier up yours, UCF. We're moving on to the portal where we're also beating out Xavier still. Anyways, some some very interesting news. Micah Adams Woods, I think it was last week, right? At this point, if we're following our timeline here correctly, it is the week of the 17th, which is today. That, that probably doesn't help you at all, but Mike Adams Woods out. Decided to leave Cincinnati. I think we all thought that he was just a lock to stay. I mean, we had a lot of question marks with Day Day and Jizzle coming in, coming in, but there was no there was no like inkling that like Micah was out because if it would have happened, you would have thought it would happen right at the transfer portal open mm-hmm. where you have a guy like JD who's out. You have other players who are just like, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to get as many offers as possible and go. And I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe we'll find out more as time goes on. Maybe somebody else has already heard something and I just missed it, but Micah's out and he's now at St. Bonaventure, which I think is like, it's a good move for him, for sure. Um, I did see one comment that I'm gonna say it anyways, but uh, that if that's a that's a show of level of talent, 
I don't know about that. I mean, it's one of those things where like, okay, it's kind of funny because like, you know, we all knew that we needed a talent upgrade, but at the same time, like there are a lot of good players who will go to mid-major teams to be that guy to who want to just swing for the fences and who want to be able to get their name out there. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't happen every day. And like a, a downgrade on that kind of thing when you have, you know, or you have a guy like Keith Williams when he went to Western Kentucky, that was kind of like a blind side because we all saw him as being super talented. And then next thing you know, he goes to a team that is struggling to compete and then it's silence on the radar. And so like, I, I would hope that that doesn't happen for Micah. I hope that he can pop off and have a really good year. Um, you know, as I do wish for all of our transfers, I, I do wish them the best, um, especially when they get screwed over by coaching changes or, you know, whatever it might be. But now this is when the roster is offloading and filling up very fast. And I think it was just probably getting too crowded for Micah. He kind of saw, you know, the writing on the wall and with day, day and Jizzle, it's just like a time to try something else. Well, but it I sucks because put- they never got that senior day. Yeah, definitely. And I agree. And maybe we can bring in St. Bonaventure. I don't think we're going to be able to bring in uh, Arkansas to the building unless they want to come. You're more than welcome to. Um, yeah. But maybe we could bring in St. Bonaventure um, for a home game and say, hey, congratulations. Thank you for your time here. I don't know if they really do. Uh, if the A-10 does like buy games, maybe they want a home and home. I mean, <laughs> the yeah. we play one home game and the other game is in Madison Square Garden or something. I don't know. But um. <laughs> Uh, don't let me do your job for you, UC schedule makers. But um, so, there, Justin, I, I don't know if you saw, but uh, there was some talk on the boards that a certain uh, SEC coach may have uh, put out an offer there. And then um, the offer was no longer there once someone else entered the portal. So um, yeah. ch- check out the boards if you want to figure out what I'm talking about there. Uh, you know, I don't want to take anybody's news and just regurgitate it because uh that same person who reported that news has uh stated before on his youtube live show that he does not like that people do that so uh, (laughs) anyway though justin he did uh justin williams reported that the staff thought that he might stay that he had previously indicated that he was going to stay and Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have been upset about him staying i think everybody was kind of understanding that yeah he'll just be the next guard and he'll take like he'll just steward us this season and then you know he'll bring up a day day let him work behind him and then uh and maybe maybe jizzle i'm not exactly sure but um it's it is just kind of weird though to think that he he just kind of left and then there was nothing else to it you know and uh i do feel bad for the kid and like maybe eventually he'll get a chance to just like we said if he does come back to back here but right just it's also that if you're going to transfer like you you kind of and this is not his case this is kind of just saying like you can field offers while you're still on a team it's just like if you're looking for a new job in the real world you know you can still keep working for your same job but then if you get uh, a better offer, you know, you just put in your two weeks and then you go, you go there. Most of these transfer right. portal kids know where they're going. And it's just seemed like from everything we've heard that Micah w- w- like got insinuated, Hey, pop in and then we'll, we'll take care of you. And then that didn't come through. So, so do, do kind of feel for him, but um, you know, 
if you've got data, if you feel confident about his ability, um, it will, it would be nice if, um, if the Bearcats were to go get, say like a Caleb love. And I don't know if that's possible, but, uh, just do it. Not really putting much stock in it, but it would be nice to have another guard guard. Justin, what's, what's his, yeah, he's, I, he's definitely a guard. I mean, I think he was a two at UNC. So, so you I mean, probably still have day day anyway, just bringing the ball up. But um, yeah. you know, if we're going to be doing this position as basketball, I'm sure CJ or Newman could bring the ball up um, if needed. But right. I do feel for the kid, though. Like I, I don't think anybody would have been upset if he stayed. Uh, he was. I think his production was just growing and growing, and I think we would have liked to see him in one more year. Uh, another guy, Justin. <laughs> That didn't finish their that, time. That's here that is the list. It's it's literally Vic. That's all that's left. That is please stay. All please stay. Left. We need Bro, you, baby. It's it's crazy to me, but yeah, I think we're that was uh, we were at what five, and now we're down to two, and one is yep. Jaron Cumberland, and the other is Victor Locken. So that all that whole situation sucks. I mean, as a last point, I wanted to I double check this because I wanted to be sure, but. Micah is from Syracuse, New York. Bonnie's Albany or uh, some, uh, somewhere, somewhere around there. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, I read it. Allegheny, my, not Allegheny. Albany, Allegheny. Okay. But um, I don't know where Allegheny, New York is. That just like, kind of reminds me, though, of the kid who committed to Syracuse, but then had the New York City skyline in the background <laughs> of his commitment graphic. I'm coming home. And I was like, eh, yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. It's it's like right on the border of New York and Pennsylvania. Okay. Regardless, it's you know, I think it's an area that he might be familiar with, and like as a quick move in a situation where it seems like he kind of got screwed over, it works out. And like you said, we wish him all the best. Hopefully, all of that turns out well for him, and you know he'll have a great season and can take his career pro um, in whatever fashion he sees fit and is able to do. With all that said. Leaves a hole, as we've mentioned. Um, again, this is a this is a hole that we were not expecting. This is definitely one that we were not expecting. We thought it was going to be pretty much rosters full. We thought if anybody might leave, it might be Odie. But it looks like that's going to be probably a stay. And so with that being said, Odie sticking around, Micah out, so you're out of guard, and a very ball-protective pass heavy guard at that now looking at the transfer portal we've been talking aziz the entire time it's just like ever since he put his name out in the hat it's like this is the guy we have to get but the news of caleb love dropping today was also very interesting and very tempting looking at the hole that you now have do you think that we have too many guards do you think that we need more bigs? I would say yes. I think we need a dominant paint threat. Like Vic is definitely getting there, but I think Vic has a lot of post moves and he's very like, he, he's very shifty and athletic, but I don't think he's still necessarily bodying anybody. Aziz is the type of guy that can body somebody. And to the same effect, you have a guy like Landers leaving. You have a guy like DDJ leaving. Caleb Love is a go get you a bucket kind of guy and he can shoot. So you're replacing Micah with somebody with either a big paint presence that you need, or if you can, well, and this is all assumption that we can get either of them, but, or with a 
great guard who can shoot and who can possess and has literally national championship game experience, which says a lot. I mean, that that UNC team was not supposed to go as far as they were in their first year with, with Hubert Davis, and they did, and, and it was great. So I think from that perspective, like being able to have a guy who has that experience in the tournament for a team that literally has none, I want to remind you all that this team is like bare bones on tournament experience. Anything that we can get, to help us is really going to take us a long way. Um, and, and and I think ultimately, like, you can't lose with either choice. If we can get no tournament one. experience, we just played in the greatest, most historic tournament all right, in Steve. college basketball. All history. right. All right. Um, I'll take I will a respond to you, though, real quick, though. Um, in that case, I would probably want Aziz because here's why. I I just don't see Victor Lockin as the lockdown defensive five. Yeah. I think he could be a great defensive four. And mm-hmm. then, you know, obviously like, I, I just think he's, he's obviously tall, but he still kind of plays like that four position, you know, he and does. He he's like very, he's, he can get to the rim, but he's like nimble around the rim. He does dunk and stuff, but I just don't think he was incredibly effective as the five, but he was our only five, obviously when we needed him to play the five, so I'm wondering if you get Aziz, Aziz, who we saw was a great rim defender and also was cleaning up things around the bucket on the offensive end and was just, like you said, put a body on a guy bigger than everybody else in that uh, on that side. Can Could you just have Odie and Vic share time at the four or Vic take most of the minute start and Odie fill in? And then, you know, you do a tag team of Jamil and Aziz. Yeah. Like, to me, I I think you've got enough on the guard sense. And obviously, we all know the old adage about tournament play. Guard play in the tournament is what wins you games. But we just saw UConn this year. Obviously, you know, they had guard play. But Sonogo was a huge part of that run. And obviously, they killed everybody along Boston. the way. Boston. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do think that having, like, you know, another big, like, Aziz and – uh, if he can play right away too, like, I think those two things are so crucial. And it also just is like, you know, we do, we have had some good guards for sure, but our program has been known for its big men. And I've been harping on that for a while. And I would love to see the return of the big man at our program. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I don't want to linger on this too much longer, but as my last point on this, I think there's a lot of upside with Aziz, as I've said, and I think there's a lot of upside with love. I think the difference is how you want to identify yourself. And I think there's holes that needed to be filled in two different ways. And I think the offensive production, we're going to need it. We have a lot of young talent, but not young talent with experience that's coming through the door at, at the collegiate level. Not only that talent that does not have the collegiate experience at the big 12 level where it is infinitely harder so having a guy who's coming from the ACC where it's super, you know, competitive and you have a top tier program playing against top tier programs, that that's something that I think goes a long way. I think if you want to really identify as this, you know, live and die by the three, Caleb Love is going to give you that. Aziz, on the other hand, is going to allow the rest of the team to live and die by the three. And he is going to rebound the hell out of the ball and put the ball back in the bucket because we miss a lot of threes when we don't hit the threes. so And that, that doesn't take a rocket scientist, but I think there's upside to both. And it's just 
where do you think now not asking this as a question but more so overall like where does that gap lie and does that gap lie in the guards and do you think that productive needs production needs to happen there or do you think it just needs to happen under the rim we'll see what Wes ends up figuring out also these are all things that Wes can make all these decisions and figure out exactly what he wants and it could end up being somebody else altogether but there is a spot open and we will figure out who will fill that gap all of basketball aside football the the pigskin has been quite interesting lately saddy daddy is recruiting his pants off and he's doing so at such a rate that the bleeding effect that we felt with luke fickle there is not a band-aid but the scar is starting to heal the band-aids are off there is just a scar that it, that that the little bit of pus is just working its way out, and soon enough, you'll be up and running again on that surgeon to knee. That was a horrible metaphor, but I don't know. It's there. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Yeah, so listen, I, I'm not. I'm talking too much. No, you're all right. I just want to read off where we're at in the recruiting rankings and where we're above. And Justin, I just want you to respond to me when I say the school name. So, yeah. uh, Justin, we are currently at number 18 in the 2024 recruiting rankings. It is still very early, but number 18, that would be our highest ever finish in the 247 era. We are ahead of Clemson. Yeah. Bama. Yeah. Texas Tech. All right. Louisville. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Wisconsin. I don't know. That. <laughs> you really suck. <laughs> Screw you, Fickle. And Oklahoma. We don't got beef, but yeah. See you down there, suckas. See you in the SEC where you'll never compete again. Hey, oh, and I know it's early. It's obviously very early, uh, you know, to to have like this recruiting ranking. It really does not mean that much, but hey, I'll take it. Like I'm saving the screenshots, you know? And also just to, to think about like how crazy it is that we are you know, just this new class is probably going to break a school record for us yeah. just because it's all three stars and like going to be on a power five level. To me, it's just like absolutely insane. So um, yep. I'm just so looking forward to it. Um, the, so right now, like we said, we're at 18, one four-star recruit, nine three-star recruits for 10 commits overall, 147.5 overall uh point score so i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on the recruiting trail and this is why i've never understood the hate for him like he can recruit i just want to see how it happens in the games but i mean i asked people in the discord and people were all like no we're good with him right now you know he's he's done his job and we're we're good and uh, a couple people said it a couple people even said he was perfect perfect saddy daddy you know saddy daddy he work in miracles, but I do love everything that this recruiting staff is doing. And I just want to see what happens on the field. I want to see it turn into wins. Yeah. And ultimately that is going to be the measure of Scott Satterfield in his time at UC um, out the gates. Of course, I think we're going to have a little bit of leeway, but it's going to buckle down pretty quick, especially once that 2024 class comes around. Uh, I think a lot of the class classes will have cycled already fairly quickly just with the way the transfer portal has worked um and so i think that is really when he's going to have his time to kind of you know put the pedal to the metal 
metal to the pedal. Pedal to the metal. What what is the saying? Pedal it, to the metal. It is pedal to the metal. That's what I thought. Anyways. Just a quick run through of the transfer portal guys that have committed to play for the University of Cincinnati football team this fall uh, since our last podcast. Uh, DeAndre Buford, a Kentucky offensive lineman transfer who started in two games last year and played in all 13 for the Wildcats. Uh, He just committed to UC on Tuesday of this week. Uh, So that would be another great depth piece for the Bearcats. Maybe he can step in and go ahead I don't know if he'd start right away just because uh, O-lineman coming in after spring ball might be tough, but never know. We might see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion Hunter, a New Mexico linebacker transfer. Black Cats get another one on the that side of the ball. He had 69 tackles last year. Nice. For the New Mexico Lobos. So, uh, and uh, I saw a clip of him where he was just like, just tackled a quarterback on the perimeter and just like chased him down. And that was awesome. So, would love to see more of that. Um, Braden Smith, a Louisville wide receiver transfer uh, who has one year left, uh, is uh, committed to play for UC for his, I guess he just likes Scott Satterfield a lot. So he's going to just keep playing for his former coach. And then this one is not official, but all signs are pointing to Xavier Henderson, allegedly uh, transferring to UC. He is a Florida wide receiver transfer. He has he had 38 catches last year for 410 yards, two touchdowns, a long of 78 yards. So, and he would be paired up with his former quarterback at Florida, Emory Jones. Mm-hmm. So it looks like that's going to happen. We just haven't gotten the tweet or the official word yet from Xavier, but I, I'm not really a fan of his name, but <laughs> I um, was waiting for it. <laughs> if, if if he comes and plays well for us, then I can. It's not spelled the same, you know. So yeah, then maybe I'll just explain it away with that. It's spelled the way that Xavier should correctly sound. Yeah, yes. yeah. Correct yeah. how their name is correctly <laughs> pronounced. Everyone, Xavier. Xavier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with all of that said, um, I think this is a good time to cover one of the most interesting points of this week which is Cincy Light, baby. Beer is critical to the survival of the city of Cincinnati and their fans, especially among all the years of the cardiac cats that we've experienced. Uh, Beer gets us through, and there's nothing like a nice, crispy beer from Rheingeist, much less a crispy beer from Rheingeist that is Bearcats-themed. And not only is it Bearcats-themed, but it also supports your Bearcats. That is the ultimate tie-in. I think it was great that they got this deal worked out. Shout out to B-Fox and team at Cincy Reigns. Incredible job stringing something like this together. Shout out to Ryan Geist as well. You 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 know what's good for you. You know what's good for you. Put, some, put Bearcats something on something and it's going to sell. That's how it works around here. And I, I think that this is just ultimately going to be really good long-term. Um, it's another easy way to fund the NIL uh, collective and just ensure that there's steady revenue streams and literally nothing is more steady of revenue than beer. People always need beer for every holiday. People need beer for their weekend getaways. People need beer for their 
weeknights, depending on the level that you drink for your tailgating, for your experience. There, there's a sport every time, at every point in the year. You will never not want beer. And on top of that, to just do it nice, light, and a lager that everybody can like and is very approachable, I think is a perfect meld. And, and I'm really excited to see how this deal works out. Um, I would love to see some numbers eventually on how that goes, but I can imagine if this is anything like Boldly Bearcat, it's going to have a lot of hype and it's going to sit around for a while. And the second that that pops open, it's going to sell out real fast. And I'm wondering yeah. how much they're going to be prepping for that. And if that demand is going to be met and if we're going to, I would assume like they're going to sell as much as they can, but I would think it's not going to be a limited run. It's going to be a full-time drink now at this point. Right. So it's going to keep that's going. That's the hope. That's the yeah. hope. I mean, and I'm thinking too, you know, like this is my open call to anybody who has a tailgating spot on the grid. I don't want to see any other beer yeah. on the grid other than Cincy Light. If you need to bring harder stuff, then, you know, you go with God. But <laughs> as long as you have a beer option that is Cincy Light and Cincy Light only, then I mm -hmm. think we're good. And, you know, beer's been in the news a lot recently. So um, a, a beer that everybody, I think, can agree on if you're a Bearcats fan, Cincy Light. Um, yeah. <laughs> stepping away from that for a second. It is cool, though, to have this partnership. I don't think you're going to be able to purchase it in the stands at Nippert Stadium or at Fifth Third Arena. But I do think this is a great, a great thing for UC. And I'm wondering, too, if it's like a thing where you can if they sell it at to different bars and you have like different kegs tapped at different places. Oh yeah. If UC gets a cut of each of those kegs, like, or I'm sorry, if Cincy rains gets a cut of that too. And I, I think this is something that correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, I don't think I've seen this before with other schools where they've like created a partnership like this, where Not it's with just, alcohol. Well, sure. Sure. But I like, it's kind of crazy to me. And I've kind of like wondered why this hasn't happened before, where it's just like, okay, automatically just for purchasing this item, $2 goes to like, and usually that's a thing with charities, but I think it's a cool thing. And I'd love to see B Fox do more stuff with this because, you know, there's a, there's over the last five, five, 10 ish years, there's, there's been more of a push from consumers to just buy local, especially in Cincinnati. And man, What's more local than a local beer yeah. that goes right into the athlete's pockets? Not not directly goes to yeah. collective first, but yeah, in a in a route it goes to the athletes. So I modern would day box tops. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. That's a great. That's that's a great point, Justin. Exactly that. So it's just it's cool to see that our collective is being innovative and I've heard some really yeah. good things about what our collective is able to offer to people. And if this only helps fill that kitty every year, then, you know, I'm completely good with that. And we were just talking about recruiting earlier with football and with basketball. This only helps that, you know, yep. that just to say we support our student athletes by buying beer, drinking <laughs> beer, for the Bearcats. Like literally you could say that now, like all the fraternities on campus. I know you're not, some of you can't drink in your house, but wherever you drink, make sure you're stocking up your case races, your keg races, whatever you do, Cincy light only. I better not see a damn can <laughs> of Keystone anywhere on that campus. Whenever I go back. All right. Let's put this here. Is, is, is Skyline an official sponsor of the Bearcats? So, I mean, if they had some sort of like 
red cheese. I I I feel like that would be weird, but no, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. Is Skyline? Oh, oh yes, yes. Skyline sponsor? is a sponsor of the Bearcats. Yes. Is Grippos an official sponsor? Is Grippos? I'm pretty sure they are. Oh, okay. Then yes, they are. I think they are. Are uh, oh, what's the other one? Oh, shit, <laughs> I was really stringing this together. Oh, what was it? Nathan? No, not Nathan's. Uh, John Morrell. Oh, it's the hot yeah. dog one. Um, yeah, John Morrell. Um, John Morrell. I also see Kroger Fifth Third Bank. Oh no, no, no. These don't. These don't fulfill my argument. All right. Okay. So now that we know, the Bearcats are fueled by fucking cheese conies, beer, chips, hot dogs, and that's gonna win us a national championship. It's gonna be on the backs of beer, chips, hot dogs, and conies, baby. It's it is magic. True American diet. It is a true American diet, and that is what will win us a national championship. I know it's coming. I can feel it in my bones, and it's only because that we can finally support the athletic department directly and pay for children's education with beer. <laughs> hey, the, now you can tell your significant other that, hey, honey, I'm doing a good thing here. I'm, yeah. I'm let, let me drink this beer. Let me buy this next. As case. your marriage I'm doing withers a good away, thing. the Bearcats. <laughs> succeed no that's sad bringing Uh, it back in though i would love to see more partnerships like this where it's simple like it's simple if you buy like i don't know say say legit though say like john morrell i don't do they actually like offer um like you can buy things in the store i don't know if they do but say like skyline or something like every cheese coney with red cheese on it like a dollar goes to the collective I and mean, they could do the thing with that blue school same thing with that blue school too especially for the shootout you know like like something like that but if Cincy Reigns is able to create more deals like this I think it's only going to be a good thing and you know what if some somebody who is not even a UC fan just says oh yeah Cincy Light local beer I'll try that two extra bucks ding put it in the Put it in the oh, jar. Oh shit! That tastes good. Ding, 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 ding. It's it's about getting the regulars because ultimately, like, that's as long as it tastes good, people will come back for it. That's the best part of this is because I know at some point some Xavier fan is going to drink a Cincy Light on purpose or while they're drunk, and they're going to love it, and they're going to say shit. I can't, I can't drink this, even though I enjoy it, because it supports the Bearcats, and I so hope that they buy a case just for that. Although yeah. I will say this puts us in very dangerous realm because no longer is it like, oh, you know, we're smoking that Bearcats pack after the game. We're drinking fucking Cincy Light. Well, it's a so, dangerous realm. Uh, I was reminded by our um, Barstool account today that. Um, uh, they've been not doing the best, but um, <laughs> sorry, the dog's squeaking. Anyway, um, if like so, apparently you remember Xavier had that beer like that they announced yeah. with Sam Adams. Apparently, it's not a thing anymore. So, um, <laughs> as long as our beer lasts longer than theirs, I think this is a, a success. Absolutely, that is the measure. <laughs> Can you beat the schmucks in Norwood? We got to beat uh, them in something, man. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Anyway, shout out to the baseball team. We swept them in. in you know that. what we're beating them in? We're beating them in and making an indoor practice facility for our football team that we have and they don't. Yeah, you're taking up some real estate right now, Xavier. It's okay. We accept it. Indoor practice facility. This is the last few points that we have for today's podcast. We finally got to see 
what this facility is going to look like. It's been talked about for so long. The official approvals were done so long ago, and now we finally get to get that visual aspect of it. It looks fantastic. I am super excited about its location because it's staying right where everybody's been familiar with it. And I'm really excited to figure out when somebody throws a loaf of bread out of a window in Daniels and it gets stuck on top of the indoor practice facility. Got to have some range. You need an arm, but it will happen eventually. I know it's going to happen. Regardless, it looks beautiful. I think it'll be state of the art. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think the Bengals finally got it figured out, but it, you know, if for whatever reason they decide, Hey, well, you know, there, let's go to UC again. I think it's, I think it's a great stop for, you know, for the team to have and, and just to be able to use that um, and, and coordinate all of our events through there, they can use this too. Like, this is a thing that I think could be fantastic. Like you want to use this for graduation. You could do it for something like that. Like you could set this place up to be a multi-purpose facility and still use it as an indoor practice facility at the end of the day. Um, I think it, it's, it's dual purpose in that realm. Do they do that? Most likely not. Most indoor practice facilities stay strictly for football, but I think if they have enough facilities built in and around it, which it looks like they will, um, you know, up near the baseball stadium, they're going to have a nice face to it where I'm sure they'll have, um, you know, maybe some, some type of classrooms specifically for the athletes um, offices in there as well for the athletic department. I think it's just another way to expand it and help, you know, push this huge, huge amount of money that we're putting into the football program and keep riding that into the big 12. And this honestly just keeps us on pace with the rest of, you know, the top tier of college football and college athletics. Like having that is super, super powerful. And it's, it's a nice tool to have. And, you know, RIP the bubble. I, I don't know what they did with it. I'm assuming that they sold it to somebody. Uh, but I really wish that I could have just like gone in there with an exacto real quick and just took a piece out and put it on my wall. Well, um, I can tell you that I did pop the bubble one time. So oh. I did half of that job for you. I <laughs> ran when I was a freshman, I uh, ran a lift uh, into the side of the bubble oh so much that it poked a hole in it. So um, <laughs> my boss, Adam, and my former boss, Carl, had to go like put a bunch of tape on it. So uh, I was the scapegoat of the day. I remember uh, Gunnar Keel laughing at me for that. So that was a uh, that was not my finest hour, I'd say. But um Anyway, well, maybe um, a new freshman can run a forklift through the glass windows in the front. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, so Justin, I did, I did see something. I did think of something interesting when I was just looking at the renderings here, and I'm looking at just like, you know, where the, uh, the from the street view it looks beautiful. You see architecture. Yep. They did it again, but. So now I think that just that street that would lead up to where like the between the old 50 yard field and yep. the old bubble field, I think that's just gone now. Like, I think that's just going to be like just knocked out completely gone. Yeah. And which is kind of just crazy, you know, and there, it looks like there still is some space on the other side, right. Where, um, like you were saying, right. Where Daniels is, there's a little space in between there and that, um, that building, I think it's a, a like a couple classrooms that's right behind where the Bearcat statue is. Um, but it's oh yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's well, it's also the African American Cultural Resource Center oh, AACRC. Okay. Um, but I, I was like kind of amazed at how big it's going to be. Like it's yeah, like that the fact that they're knocking huge. out that that whole like street down there. It's crazy. So well, and I'm wondering if that road routes out to that roundabout 
uh, next to Dabney or how that spills out because it looked like they they're putting a road an entrance like they had before in between. And I think it's going to be down next to Daniels now. Oh, because if you yeah. look at the renderings, I mean, at least from my, my memory, it yeah. there's a road right in front of it. So maybe that leads out over there. But yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, well, oh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe they would put the road. Yeah. Like you hook around. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. There might it might not just be green there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, <laughs> that that there was always like stuff going on with that gate that would go on to uh, Jefferson okay. Street just because like like I'm sure you remember from B you went to practice a couple times, right? Like yeah. you saw like those people just like they would lock it for practice, but people would just hop it anyway to get out or just like, yeah. you know, they, somebody would be trying to drive their car in. Yeah. There was a lot of fun stuff that would go on during that. Well, when I was filming defensive practice from that old tower, uh, RIP to the tower, by the way, <laughs> anyway, uh, enough story time. This I is... just want to say that this is just going to be cool, man. And like, it's just very cool and very modern that they're using this space for something that it's, it's going to be like such like a big thing on campus too. Like yeah. you're going to be able to see it and uh, like from anywhere almost. Yeah. And it's very cool too, because I think like this is, I, I feel like where you and I were, were at in our time at UC was a like specific gap of, athletics now i wouldn't even say it's a, it's a gap because you know fifth third renovations happened during that time so okay maybe my point's null but regardless like you see a lot of the dorms getting updated you see a lot of these other facilities around campus getting updated but you know like the 2005 era up when you're getting main street and all that's getting built and all that's getting renovated and then 2015 or 14 15 you're getting nippert stadium getting renovated Sure, we saw it again, but that was for the purpose of FC Cincinnati. And then Fifth Third gets renovated. You have more and more dorms getting renovated. It's crazy to see Calhoun. Like Calhoun is literally night and day different. It's they yeah. stripped the building down the same way they did um, to the three up, you know, against Jefferson. But um, or what? It, yeah, Jefferson. Um, but it's one of those things where you know now there's just one extra piece that's really just pushing this university forward and making sure that, like I said, we stay up to date and we're staying modern with everything. And I, I think it's fantastic that we're going to have this facility. Like I said, it's going to be really powerful. Um, you know, maybe, maybe the dolphins will use a facility and they'll get their practices filmed from through the windows and the outside. Somebody in Daniels is going to film the dolphins practices. I don't know. I am curious about that because the bubble was very, very private and it no longer will be if you have giant glass panes everywhere, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. I still think, I, I think we'll be the okay. funniest. Thing. I, I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> they'll figure it out. Um, regardless, our last points for the day and we are out of here. Landers Nolly um, has been doing some workouts for the NBA teams in G League. Um, I did notice that the one I saw mentioned most specifically was the Hawks, um, which would be great. I think that's a great fit for him, just the way his style is and the way he plays. Um, Nasty Natty TV team is back featuring nine former Bearcats. Um, I'd have to look and see what the full rundown is. I mean, this, but... uh, Troy Copain, uh, Jacob Evans, Jaron Cumberland, Coriante DeBerry. There's there's a few more names, obviously five more names. But um, if you, I'll, I'll go ahead and pull them up real quick. He'll do all, all that. And in the meantime, I will mention these few other things. Um, ben Bryant officially transferred. I'm surprised we actually haven't mentioned that by now. But Ben Bryant has officially transferred to Northwestern. So best of luck to him there. 
Uh, we don't want to harp on that too long, but overall, I think it's a great fit for him. Um, and he'll be, you know, still competing in a very strong conference, albeit with a team that probably is not going to go very far, but could still use his expertise. And I think he'll, you know, obviously be starting there. So that's a good fit for him. And he doesn't really have to worry about QB competition in that same right. Um, and then do you have the list? Yes, I do. Octavius Ellis, Jaron Cumberland, Jacob Evans, Coriante DeBerry, Coach Cashmere Wright, Keith Williams, Shaq Thomas, Trey Scott, and Troy Copain. Yeah. That's like, that's not scrubs either. That's like dudes. Like yeah. those, <laughs> those dudes all had like some minutes at UC, you know? So. When do we get Kmart back on there? <laughs> uh, he's in hot that? water right now. Yeah. That's fair. There's a couple he, of Bearcats who are in hot water right now. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but, we'll uh, talk about that at another point in time. Steve, yeah. our last point on the list. Yeah. Uh, the uh, speaking of other Nike teams that was that released something recently, the Reds released their brand new City Connect unis. And Justin, as design guys, um, we we actually had a thread during COVID, I think, where uh, we just asked our Barstool group chat. I think Joel started it to just like, hey, what do you guys think about this one? And like we we just put kept putting in all the new jerseys from all the all the teams and just kept like grading them. So Justin, I'll ask you. How, how did you like the new Reds City Connect uniforms? I think they hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I think the only the the only thing that feels missing is a little bit of the city DNA in it. If that if that is. I think that's fair. I don't I don't I don't know if that necessarily kills my point, but I think they look great. And as you've mentioned before, I think they make a great fashion piece. I think it's something that would be really cool to have in your closet. It's nice to have an alternate and. Must I say it again? Everything looks better in black. Like the reds wearing black again. I don't remember the last time that they did that other than wearing, you know, when we did the 150th anniversary and we had all of the uniform or what, what God, what anniversary was that? Yeah. 150th. Yeah. 150th anniversary. We had like 15 uniforms that year. We brought back the, you know, classic like Griffey era, um, black unis like those all of these unis that we've been able to have throughout all of time i think the black like in my mind stands out the most because it is the most different so to do that for a city jersey to be able to change it up have some really clean modern designs i think is just overall a nice touch in the closet for the fans i think it's a nice touch on the field um and, and you know it's simple but it's clean and like i said it's modern like i, I think it i think it ticks all the boxes that you'd want out of a city connect Jersey. And it's not controversial. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing because a lot of them, sometimes they try to do too much and then it's kind of like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of would have like more appreciated maybe just like um, there's a guy, Seth Reese. I think he does work for PFF, mm -hmm. but he's been putting out a lot of uh, concepts with these red city connect ideas. And I liked a lot of what he was doing. Like he was, he had one that just said Queen City. He had one that said Reds, but in the WKRP font, which people younger than 50 who aren't me <laughs> may, may not get. But, um, you know, like, uh, and like there, he had some cool ideas. And while I would have liked to see some of those ideas, uh, I when they first released it, it was just a black uniform. I was like, all right, fine. But then I read what the Reds wanted to do with this. And I kind of got on board with it. They said, you know, we did a lot of throwbacks in 2019. We've done right. a lot of stuff honoring our past. 
but you think about this Reds team now, Justin, and I know you haven't watched the game yet, but so I'll just tell you though, <laughs> we've got a lot of young dudes on this team and we've got yep. more to be called up. And there's like, you know, in the next four or five years of the Reds, it's going to be all these young dudes who have been called up or traded into the organization coming up together and hopefully bringing back some success to the, to the town. And I think that that idea of, you know, we've done a lot for the past, let's do some for the future. I think that's pretty cool. Now, yeah. I I agree with you. I would like to see some more like Cincy based designs, you know, like maybe like the flag on a, a you know, a black and red flag on a shoulder mm-hmm. or like, uh, you know, just maybe like the skyline on the shoulder or like uh, some like the Giants did something with the uh, Golden Gate Bridge, like the Roebling Bridge or something, you know, yeah. maybe something a little bit more or like, you know, Seven Hills. So, I mean, that's maybe they'd have to get the copyright from the, the high school. But um, <laughs> I do like it, though. And it's I think it's like generic enough where they're casting a wide net with it. And, you know, some obviously there's people who are just not going to like it. But I saw a lot of uh, and a guy as a guy who does a Reds podcast as well. I saw a lot of positive responses to it. And I think the players all like it, too, especially the young players, too. They wanted something black and. Uh, it's going to be worn Friday nights at Great American. So if you're going on Friday nights, wear black because the team will be wearing black. I think that's cool. I mean, we've seen with our beloved Bearcats how much that color black means to just this sec- section of people. And then obviously the Bengals have been wearing black for years. So I'm all about the city of Cincinnati wearing black because one makes me look skinnier, you know, <laughs> but non-selfishly too, I think it's just, that mindset you know and that's what like the pittsburgh teams have they have that they they yeah. all wear black they have that mindset and i just i love i love that for cincinnati too yeah i think as a uh as the only only counteracting fact of wearing black uh black is going to show up really good in red stands so y'all better show up. <laughs> y'all better well, put some asses in seats, and maybe I next wouldn't blame you <laughs> if you didn't. So with maybe that said, year. where are you going to go, Phil? I don't know, but hopefully... Hey, FCC's playing Cincinnati. a game tonight, huh? Cincinnati. <laughs> and you want to talk about a team that's doing pretty pretty well this season? Give them some credit. They've been doing great. Um, That's all we've got for you guys. We have filled up an entire probably hour at this point of your lives and we will let you get on with it um so thank you for listening to us this week we appreciate all of you listeners on whatever platform you listen on whether that be spotify apple pods nefarious other podcasting platforms and or watching us on youtube if you are watching us on youtube make sure to give us a like and subscribe and if you're not already make sure to follow us on spotify and apple pods for all of our newest episodes uh we probably since we've unloaded the clip, probably won't have one for a minute. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe there'll be some new news. Maybe there'll be some crazy stuff that drops. You never know. There's probably some stuff we haven't even thought about that's just going to pop up out of nowhere. So, like I said, it's summer, baby. Go out. Enjoy the sun. Enjoy your weekend. It's uh, Thursday when this is coming out. So, latter half of the week. Take it easy. Drink some beers. Enjoy that Cincy air if you're there. Take it easy. Be the cats. People like pets. Sports Social Podcast Network.